Kids can't put it down. It has lots of graphics. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to another episode of Cult of Personality. We are going to be talking about Donnie Darko, a very scary movie about mental illness and the plight of the working class in America. But next month, as you know, is our sci-fi month. It's kind of celebrated. People wait all year for it. They mark off every day in the calendar, just waiting for sci-fi month. Give us sci-fi month. We hear it all the time. Well, sorry. Sci-fi month is in May. That's next month. So we're just going to announce these episodes right now because this is a a bombshell announcement. This is a big deal. Um, So there's five Mondays in May. So one, two, three, four, five times we will be reviewing movies, five of them, one per episode. Um, and Matthew, what's the first movie going to be? Uh, I got to pick first. Mm-hmm. You have three picks. Uh, okay. First movie we're going to v- review is, you know, we were watching a Tim Burton clip earlier. We're going to do a Tim Burton movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Mars Attacks. Nice. We're going to review Mars Attacks. What do I know about it? Big head, brain, globe, aliens. Mm-hmm. That's really it. There's a lot of people in it. Okay. After that, we will do... <sighs> And which one? Well, we'll save the best for last. We'll do Space Cop after that. Space Cop? Okay, classic. What's your next one? You're not going to give any info on Space Cop? I don't know anything about it. Listen. Look, you, you probably know more than I do, so you do it. It's If you guys know RLM, you know, there are these guys who kind of cribbed our shtick and they put it on YouTube. Anyway, they got a big following and they made a movie that's like a, a dumb crappy movie like kind of on purpose because mm-hmm. that's kind of their shtick like i said they crypt that from us uh so we're gonna review that and that'll probably be haha funny okay and we will pay for it and we will rent it from blockbuster of course naturally <laughs> as we always do <laughs> <laughs> i've been waiting for this copy of blue velvet to come into our local uh, store Place an order in December and just got a message today saying that they will not be getting it in anytime soon. Oh, just out of they just stopped the printing press or what happened? I, I don't know. They're like, we can't get it from Criterion, so we're not gonna be getting it in. Sold out, man. Sorry, should have been there earlier, man. <laughs> so cool. Next, um, you know, we're gonna do we're gonna do a movie called Them exclamation point it's got big ants nice it's the big ant movie i love i like those movies big sharks big birds big ants sometimes big lady yep big big uh, scorned housewife you know <laughs> it's like it's a very niche but it's a really it's a gold mine of a genre the yep. giant thing kaiju's Giant, the g- giant lizards. Last giant. chance. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, it's just the bigger the better. That's the rule, right? Mm-hmm. After that, okay, we gotta take it back to a classic. We're talking Star Wars, not just uh, hush, not just Star Wars. We're talking 
I think it's called Battle for Endor. You think? <laughs> so you don't know the name of the movie, and we're going to review it. I'm pretty sure. we got to see what Mace is up to and his sister Olga, and... Do, do, I don't... <laughs> see how they're going to defend Endor from the uh, Rebels and blow up the Millennium Falcon. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think last time we both we both gave it ten bags. So this next you're one, uh, you know what you're actually right. We did give it full bag. You know I I would normally veto this, and yeah. I would use executive powers to override your right to refuse veto. Yeah. But the thing is that even though it's space fantasy and not sci-fi, uh, May is also Star Wars month. So I will throw you bone, especially because I don't think there's any more of these movies that we can do after <laughs> this. So then we can rest, finally. Yeah, that's it for, like, the Star Wars people forget about. Yeah. Unless then, you're talking about TV. Then you have the droid show and uh, the Ewok show. We can review the 2008 CGI Clone Wars movie. That's just a pilot for the show. Yeah. I remember watching that as a kid. And even then, I was I was uh, unimpressed. It, it's so uncinematic. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard, and this could be wrong because I, I heard this a while ago, but... George Lucas basically came in when they were making the show, and he was like, I need you to compile this and just make it into a movie. And they're like, uh, it's not really going to work. And, he's just, and he was like, just do it, okay? Just do it. Just do it. Just that could it. be wrong, but I, I, I remember hearing something like that. Look, just make it like poetry. It's got to rhyme. <laughs> okay? And we're good. It's about a, it's about a baby hut. Is that Kermit? <laughs> That's George... I guess they're all kind of the same. Jordan Peterson, Kermit, George Lucas. Yeah. And for our last movie? Um, okay, we're going to do a foreign film. It's going to be... I'm sorry, but it's a famous one. So it's like maybe it's cool. It's uh, Solaris. It's like a Russian sci-fi because, you know, we can't just do American sci-fi only. Okay, that post is kind of awesome. It looks very cool and space agey. You know, this hmm. is the kind of thing that a film student fetishist would have plastered on his dorm room wall. <laughs> yeah. And those kind of movies, I know, they're, they can be hit and miss, uh, but we will probably enjoy this. Yeah, prob- yeah I, uh, I hope so. And we need that audience to tune into the show anyway. Yes. Because right now, the Guatemalans, no offense, not really cutting it. Let's get this going, guys. Tell your friends about Cop of Personality. I, I, I hope it's good so we can put a... We can each get a poster, put it up on our wall, so when people come over, they can be like, oh, what is that? And you go, oh, you don't know? You don't, you've never heard of this movie before? Who's going to come into my bedroom? Nobody. Oh, that attitude, man. <laughs> you got to project. I don't want people to come to my bedroom. It smells. Jesus. Sorry. You seen any good movies lately? I did see quite a lot of good movies this week. However, all of them I have discussed on the show prior because they're all movies I've seen before. Days and Confused. So Days and Confused, which we did an episode on. Yep. I saw Friday, which, you know, it's classic. I saw um, Fear and Loathing, which we did an episode on. Yep. I saw Easy Rider, which I'm pretty sure I've talked about on here before. That's pretty good. You know, it's got good tunes. Just a fun, 
one movie for the whole family. Then I saw uh, The Graduate again. Oh my god! And I talked about that one like last month. Yeah. And then actually, I did see something kind of new. I saw the first two acts of Rebel Without a Cause. So so I can't even talk about the movie because I didn't even finish it. But it looks it looks cool. Yeah, I I've been mean to watch that for forever. Yeah, so have I. I didn't get to finish it though. Maybe one day, like JFK. Which we will finish. One day. We will finish the JFK biopic. That one is like... See, Rebel Without a Cause is like two hours. But that that other one is like three and a half. And it's like just a bunch of guys in suits going like... Looking inquisitive. (laughs) And talking to each other. It's cool though because it makes me go like, Whoa, shit. They did kill him. Oh my god. We can't trust anybody. The government, man. This was nice with these biopics. Like, they let you... Let you in on that fantasy, like Zodiac, kind of portraying Arthur Lee Allen as a killer when he wasn't. So are you saying on the record that JFK was the act of a lone gunman, the Lee Harvey Oswald? Yeah, just a club, uh, just a guy, and then no some conspiracy? random club no owner conspiracy? just killed him. He no, just, nothing? No. Respect. <laughs> I, I, You know what? I believe in our government, because somebody has to. <laughs> I think this guy just snapped and shot it him. Happens. And then some random guy shot him. All it takes is one man to move the world. Yeah. Okay? JFK said something about doing something for your country one time. And Lee, you know, he took that to heart and he did what he thought he had to, you know? So shout out to the Oswald family as well. Shout out to the Oswald family. Shout out to Brendan Fraser. I just watched The Mummy. Nice. And bags? No bags. I'll, I'll skip that. But I will okay. say... <laughs> okay. We don't do that. Okay, well, just give me an impression of your feelings towards the film. Well, I'll let you judge the bags. That You tell me what you think I would give okay. it. Okay, okay. It was, it was kind of fun. It reminded me of playing with Legos as a kid. It kind of had that same depth, that same sort of vibe to it as me playing with Legos. The characters are, you know, they're very prototypical. You have the rugged American hero. You have the uh, the prim and proper um, love interest who is disgusted by his barbaric ways. You his, know. his barbaric American ways. Yeah. yeah. You have the greedy guy. You have the backstabber. Yada, yada, yada. And it has... Very 2000 CGI. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. They tried. God, God bless them. And you know, it, it was fun. It was a, it was a lot of fun for the whole family. You'd say, yeah. All right. Very campy. It had the same sort of plot that uh, something like Star Trek 09 has, where this is a villain wants to avenge his wife or something. Uh, <laughs> but where it doesn't really matter at, at the end of the day. Yeah. And, uh, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a little campy romp, but honestly, I would much prefer to watch Indiana Jones. How, how many bags? Two out of five bags. Two out of, I, low I ball- don't, I don't do out of I lowballed it because what I've noticed is that there's a post-watch effect in which the movie usually gets worse the farther you get away from it. So this is adjusting for that effect. Okay. Um, so I think in two months time, if someone says, let's watch the money, you'll say, 
let's watch something else <laughs> actually uh, hold that thought did you watch the mummy recently though yeah all right not bad i won't say if you're right or wrong but not bad okay thank you well you said there's no bag so i can't be wrong all right smart alec just tell him what the movie's about donnie darko no s darko oh uh, the, the 2009 oh Donnie Darko is about this little mentally ill kid named He's not little named Donald Darko which when I saw that I actually almost peed my pants laughing because I thought Donnie Darko was just a cool title but the character's name is actually Donald Darko and there's even a meta moment where a character says Donnie Darko what the hell are you a, a superhero <laughs> Anyways, it's about little Donnie Darko. He's mentally ill, and he makes this uh, makes this imaginary friend named Frank, who uh, who tells him, you know what, the world's gonna end soon, and he starts telling uh, Donnie to do naughty things, and then you follow Donnie through his twisted little world, and he meets a little uh, little girl. Whoa! <laughs> and his life in high school, and as I said, the plight of the I'm class. just a kid and life is a nightmare. 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 Um, he has to, you know, deal with being middle class, uh, middle class citizen in America. The horror. The horror. <laughs> and uh, I'm living in the suburbs. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> having to deal with the uh, crazy Christians, I guess. Yeah. Um. You know, I have to say, we haven't had one of these in a while. This was a delightful little film. <laughs> this I went into this movie with the most negative of intentions. Uh, and you have to... You know what? Not bad. A delightful little film, a delightful, Donnie Darko? A, a delightful little film. You know, it, it gets the job done. It's pretty long for a little film. I really like this um, font that they use for the title cards, like when they show the date and time. I swear to God, that's a Lord of the Rings font. It's got that sort of medieval jaunt to it. Yeah. Um, a delightful little film. Yeah. The first thing I have to get out of the way, again, this movie has that very early 2000 CGI where the lighting is looks like a Mario Kart Wii. You know, it has that very odd effect to it. Doesn't look very realistic. Um, you know, they have cool shots like uh, Donnie's looking in the mirror, but the mirror is water, kind of like in Evil Dead 2, you know, where he goes boing. Yeah. But they do that in CG, and it kind of it looks odd. There's quite a few CG scenes in this movie, and they haven't aged that well. But, you know, the they have this sort of time travel aspect to the movie, and I really like that. I like very broken timelines, and this movie plays with that in a very interesting way, I'd have to say. Um, you know, a movie like movie like Pulp Fiction, how it's broken up, this even takes a hammer and smashes it a bit more, I find. And it's like um, American Psycho, where... It's like American Darko. Like American Darko, where you have a mental... Is that, is that PC is called mentally ill? I mean... Mentally ill? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can get more PC than that. Um, touched in the head and... <laughs> That's better, actually. Is yeah. that better? Yeah. Okay. Um, the character is... So then 
the the story is too, which is is always interesting. Yeah, I, I yeah, can't yeah. I can't really talk about it more until we get to the end, but um, I I really like that aspect of the movie. Yeah, that, you get kind of the a psychological thriller where it's like, whoa, what's real, bro? What's going on? Your tone is kind of sarcastic. You you like this movie? You know, and look, here's the thing with this movie. I didn't like it that much. No. Okay? You know, the movie, it didn't grab me, okay? First thing I want to say is that we watched the director's cut, and there's key differences supposedly between that and the theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I have here in my notes. Number one is 20 minutes longer. Okay. Um, that's added footage from deleted scenes. They add stuff like a watership down being taught in English class plot line, stuff like that. And then a big thing is that they add those pages of the fictional book in the film called The Philosophy of Time Travel, mm-hmm. written by Grandma Death, Rachel Sparrow, this mm-hmm. old lady who lives down the street. Um, it, that just gives and that kind of it helps explain things a little by giving little tidbits before certain key scenes happen mm-hmm. um, okay here's the deal I don't really care for this movie's mythology or whatever's going on here on a supposedly thrilling level okay because it's not that interesting okay Donnie Darko um you know, J.K. Gyllenhaal can t- carry this character well enough, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's just like any other kind of crazy kind of character. I-, I don't think he's particularly enigmatic. He's not really that interesting to me. Hmm. It's a cool performance, though. It's funny when he says uh, the meme. Where they, <laughs> I says, almost beat again. I, th- uh, I made a friend, real or imaginary, imaginary. Yeah, it was funny, you know. And the movie does have some jo- decent jokes here or there. Uh, it kind of blends a lot of the the comedy of the craziness, I guess, with the more serious stuff. The dialogue's not good though, and you'll and I I knew I saw this coming from the first scene. It's kind of weird. Uh, I think the dialogue is fine. I, I think. Uh- for me, anyways, it's all stuff that I think teenagers would say. I think there's cringe parts of this movie, but I think it's just because they're teenagers. Perhaps. Yeah. But, you know, I think about Scream, I really like the dialogue in that. That came out, like, same time as this. Well, and those Scream are also is like teenagers. A, yeah, but Scream is like, as a comedy show. Listen. Okay. 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 Listen. It okay. has the same kind of... It has the same kind of vibe... In that it's like a little disaffected, you know, it's 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 like a little wink-wink, but you, there's still a mystery at play that you're supposed to follow. Supposedly, mm-hmm. it's more clear in this director's cut than it is in the theatrical release, which is supposed to be more ambiguous mm. as to what's going on. What is going on? I don't know. There's this guy in a rabbit suit, and it's a kind of scary-looking suit, and he's maybe a hallucination, maybe a weird uh, lynching kind of character. <laughs> I don't know. He just follows him around, tells him to do violent stuff. All right. Look, we all been there, mm-hmm. you know, but besides that cool imagery of the mass, it doesn't really add anything for me. It's not that cool, you know? What does this, what does this add? Well, I have to... Okay, I'm going to have to... Dis- I think Jake Gyllenhaal is, is good in this uh, this role. I agree. I sp- well, you said just had, like, the, the creepy parts, but I think other than that, he's, he's still great, especially when he's... Like I, gosh, 
you know, I think he's supposed to be on the spectrum, and he has these like uh, antisocial breakouts. Yeah, um, where he's just like yelling at people in class. I think he does this really well during those scenes, and when he's just like with his friends trying to a- act casual, I think he does well too. There's this thing that they have where they go shoot. Uh, in the middle of a field, and I thought this movie was going to take a very dark turn because I had not seen it before. Uh, this is a couple of years after Columbine. They can't really touch that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was making me nervous. Like I was like, okay. I mean, it is Donnie Darko. Yeah, okay? this is a dark film, literally. But uh, I, I, I think he's he's really good in this. There are a few stinkers, in my opinion. I think his mom is really odd um she she like to the point where say her performance is pretty bad she just acts kind of crazy the whole movie i can't explain it but she's always so wide-eyed and the way she delivers the lines it's odd and also uh, the love interest i don't know if i'm misogynistic or what the issue is but uh she is just so flat no she's terrible in this yeah it's Jenna Malone. I've seen her in other thought. stuff, but she just really flat in this. I don't know. It, they just have this love interest, and it's tacked on. Why? Because I don't know. Donnie needs to get. Well, that's played, drama at the I end. Guess. Yes, it adds drama at the end. But then we don't really care about her as a character because she barely is one. And then we don't even know if all this stuff is even real or not from the first place. You're kind of anchored with Donnie. So it does add a little bit of a sting at the ending. Mm-hmm. But. But like I said, like the, the mystery in this is, is not that engaging. One thing is that there's this a bunch of weird subplots, like this one between this English teacher and this gym teacher in purity. I suppose there's there's supposed to be something, because this is set in 1988, mm-hmm. and now in case of, out in 2001. There's probably something here being said about suburban America yes. and Reaganism or something yes. like that. But you know what? Guess what? David Lynch did that more succinctly in like two minutes at the beginning of Blue Velvet than this does through the whole movie. <laughs> because this movie's too busy with a schizophrenic rabbit to really focus on that or even have any real meaningful commentary it's not even convincing as the film set in the 80s because it looks so 2000s you're right that the cgi doesn't look good and normally i wouldn't knock that but it's used extensively but like when this thing comes out of people's chest that they can't see that shows where they're going i like that i don't like the effect it looks like gamecube water i watch it i <laughs> i like the effect um but i don't like how it was uh it's a cool effect it looks like shit yeah you know there's is a cool effect when they slam like a jet engine because mm-hmm. that's a catalyst whole, for the whole film and the, what's going on here is that a jet engine falls through donnie's window but frank called him out of his house this bunny mm-hmm and uh, so he survived and supposedly this created a t- uh pocket universe or something like a split timeline yeah and the world's gonna end on Halloween, and it's counting down from all of October. And then maybe we should just talk, say talk about the ending. Sure. And just get it over with. Sure. Basically, at the end, um, the same thing happens again, except a plane that his mom and his sister are on loses its jet engine, mm-hmm. and then a vortex opens over his house and then it goes and kills him yeah the 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 engine travels through time and then actually kills him completing the the loop and then there's a like i said there's a lot of philosophy of time travel um pages splayed across the scene as sort of interspersed with um these like dates 
placards. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was also too much to have that and then have the pages. It's like, it's literally just the movie being, it's so busy. Mm-hmm. Even on just like a visual front like that. Um, and then it explains all this crap about how the time travel stuff works. It's not that interesting because it's like weirdly spiritual or it's supposed to be arcane or something. But I don't know, man. When I see a giant bunny rabbit like that, it just, it doesn't really hit me. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to subscribe to anything. It seems made up for the movie, but it's, I don't think it's that's that interesting to unravel. And that seems to be like a big draw in what I feel is the cult appeal of this movie. Is a time travel philosophy? Yeah, yeah, and like, well, it's like, what's the deal with this movie? It's got a, it's got a kind of weird vibe. It's got this weird stuff going on with this time travel and this weird rabbit and tangent universes and stuff like that. And supposedly, like I said, the theatrical cut explains less of that, so it's more about trying to discover it in the original cut. Yeah. But yeah, they have Patrick Swayze here as the salesman. You know, he's funny as like a phony salesman, like a Jordan Belfort mm-hmm. or something. Um, they have a young Rogan. That that was awesome. There's a lot of weird young cameos yeah. in this. Yeah, you get young Rogan as like a dickhead bully who has a friend named Seth. <laughs> um, you get Jerry Trainer, who is Spencer from iCarly. Yes, he I noticed shows that. up. Or uh, cr- is it Crazy Mike? From uh, or maybe it's Crazy Dave. He's also in Drake and Josh. It's just uh, like a guy with actual Aspergers. Uh, Ashley Tisdale. Yep, is in this in yep. the beginning. Um, and they got Catherine Ross. Oh, Drew Barrymore is in it, but I guess she was big at the time. They got Catherine Ross, who I've only found out after I watched the movie was Elaine in The Graduate, like the daughter of Mrs. Yep. Robinson. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of big names here. A lot of them early on in their career. And after I have to, I like again, I like the time travel and also like that it's this weird mix of a time like deep time travel philosophy with this drama. You know, it's super out of place. You don't expect something like like you expect uh, a philosophy like that. Um, to be in a movie like Interstellar, mm-hmm. where where they're in like a sci-fi world, but these people are just in a in a mental illness drama world, and then they have this clash with time travel. I think that's I, I like that. I like when um, genres collide. Yeah, and it's interesting in this, um, and it um, it comes to a very satisfying con- con- conclusion at the end uh, for me. And it it is weird. It is a bit outdated how um, like spiritual it is um, because the movie also deals with like uh, evangelianism. It's trying to like dip and, into too much. Yeah, and that that probably won't relate to anyone anymore. Like I don't know how many people day to day actually have to deal with crazy Christians anymore. Yeah, um, like the, this this anti-puritanical yeah. thing they have going on like okay you know i i kind of get it but you know maybe there was some big book censorship that happened around this time that would make that even more poignant yeah. or maybe that's supposed to be a reagan thing like i said i don't know but because it's trying it's it's like preoccupied with that it's like why did you even set in this time why do we need that extra it feels like they weren't even confident enough in their own time travel psychological thriller blah 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 story yeah that they had to add these elements it's just a a film that's too crowded for me 
there's some parts that are unintentionally funny, like this one where he um, befriends his science teacher and they start talking about physics. Yeah. And then he um, he has this moment where he's surpassing the teacher's intellect and you can tell that the teacher's trying to like catch up like he says something and then the teacher's like huh, well obviously you forgot about this and then donnie goes well actually you could do this and he's like uh and then there's a part where he says i, I i'm gonna lose my job if i keep talking about this and i think that's supposed to be serious but i laughed so hard when he said that like donnie is becoming such an intellect that if he even tries to match it he will lose his job over it donnie's talking about crazy shit like uh god uh, like using the power of god and shit <laughs> i i don't know sometimes donnie does come off a little bit goofy it's definitely also a dated portrayal of mental illness because you know even like look at a recent commercial film that does mental illness like uh joker and then that's like that that feels like a little bit more realistic than this this feels like uh what people think teenagers were going through at the time that columbine happened like i don't know it's a little over the top i mean his name is donnie darko already but this guy's donald Sorry. Well, he prefers Donnie, I think, given the title of the film. But, um, yeah, he's just, you know, he has undisclosed mental illness. He has problems. And they give him medication. And then later they're like, yeah, he has schizophrenia. But then they're like, oh, his pills are placebo. What? (laughs) Why? He's seeing things. He was a test rat. I don't think they do that on civilians. You know, I think they have clinical trials for that. It doesn't make sense. Another thing I appreciate about this movie is that Donnie Darko um, is uh, he's a burden to the people around him, which is one thing that I disliked about Fight Club, how everyone just loved the narrator and just no one questioned him. No, they love Tyler Durden, bro. And in this, he is He's totally... a different guy, man. Totally a burden to all the people around him, which is, you know, fairly realistic, honestly. I mean, um, the average person isn't a therapist and is not equipped to deal with actual mental illness. So to see him interacting with other others is, is very satisfying, especially like his mom when she comes in on him and he's like, can you fuck off? <laughs> she's like okay he's like bitch she leaves yeah. her room he's like bitch and I'm like oh my god and seeing him interact with friends and teachers and stuff like that it's uh it's very it's very satisfying and I do like I do like Frank I like the the design and then it being boom big reveals just this guy in a costume whoa it's big reveal it's his sister's boyfriend yep. And that's just a costume he made for Halloween that he somehow saw in his vision before he did that. And also, why doesn't he bring up that Frank is his sister's boyfriend? Why doesn't he think about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you? Well, no, I don't actually. What are you talking because about? Because why? Because he's like oh, Frank. Frank. He's obsessed with Frank. Why doesn't he mention or talk about how Frank is his sister's boyfriend? How would he know? I don't know. I. It's, that seems to be you need to watch some YouTube explained because he he doesn't know that. No, I know. Well, like he doesn't know that, but it's like okay. And then that's a, 
that's a strange reveal because okay well you would probably know that since they supposedly go to the same school and the same parties no but i don't think this guy was wearing the frank costume all the time no no no. i'm just saying that no he was just seeing that vision of frank yeah it's just a weird it's also just a weird reveal to just have frank just be this guy Mm. um yeah anticlimactic but and it goes to show that the mythology is shallow because they couldn't have anything actually connect with that they were just dude the future time travel it's such a hodgepodge (laughs) yeah you heard me it's a flim flam it's a flim flam it's kind of a it's a rinky dink kind of film man that was a, a reference for the mummy heads out there. And especially the scene where he finds a Glock in this, clo- in this closet. It was getting a little too sussy for me. I was on the edge of my seat I there. <laughs> Shout out to the mummy. Two out of five bags. Not bad. You know, it's a good movie. Delightful little film. It's a delightful little film. I'll watch it again. I watched this after your party. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but... I, well, yeah, maybe because you had a little something that made this go down a little easier. Maybe I'll try that next time. But um, not a perfect movie. But yes, I agree. A very interesting one. No. You know what? I don't think I'll watch this again. I think I'll watch it again. I didn't care for it particularly. I cared for it very much. Well, yeah. And it is not a cop classic, simply. Amen. Two out of five bags. For me, it's going to be six out of ten. It's not even that much better, you know, six out of ten. Like, that's mid. It's mid. Say it's mid. Say Donnie.co is mid. No, five out of ten would be mid. Six out of ten. But like six out of ten. Oh, so it's just slightly above mid. The life of little film. The life of little film. Very interesting. I think it will. And you know what? Very interesting. What did this movie make you think about when you were done? What did it make you think about? The nature of time travel? Yeah. Rabbits? Yeah, I mean, I like Frank. I like that uh, effect they have on his voice. I think it's just Jake Gyllenhaal's voice, but maybe I'm mistaken. Um, That was really cool. And then when the movie theater takes a mask off and you see that guy with the bloody eye and you're thinking, what? What's that? Who is that? Guy with a bloody eye? That's imagery we haven't seen before on Call of of Personality. Never. Never. Um, it made me feel, oh, it was so mysterious. I was mystified. Wow, you were mystified by this film? Yeah. Nice. And then a, a bit of awe. You know what? I I thought this was going to be a Fight Club situation, and even Luke thought that, because mm-hmm. I thought I was going to like this more than he did, because for, um, it would be too weird and edgy, like in a bad way. But it, it just is. Yeah, I thought this movie was going to be more edgy fight club is more better than this movie i just want to put it on the record okay it's a lot more better than this movie does that have jerry trainer as lanky kid no no that's but it's got meatloaf all right b and his bitch tits <laughs> shout out to him it's got edward norton he's cool he's the hulk brad pitt he's brad pitt stop fidgeting before i destroy you what are you talking about my foot is itchy. So next week we're doing what? Excuse me? What are we doing? Mars Attacked? Mars Attacks? Yes. Mars Attacked? Mars. Attack Mars? Mars Attacks. Okay. okay. If it was Mars Attack, 
what is that command an, an attack from mars mars attacks there's no ambiguity mars is attacking earth with big dome aliens it's got a big cast it's got big production value that's awesome no dozens it's got tim burton good director 50 to 40 percent of the time could be fun could be it's sci-fi so i'll give it a bonus bag right now okay so so are you okay so i'll keep that in mind mm-hmm. bonus bag so add one bag to whatever your rating is tomorrow based on my review or what i said about don darko how many bags do you think i'd give it uh based on your review mm-hmm. uh six or seven bad Dude, they're in the 80s because they played Outrun, the Sega game. Sing. Oh, that re- that made me remember that the movie said in the 80s, even though it doesn't look like it. Were you alive in the 80s? Do you know what you're talking about? Buddy. They have the old cars. Buddy, I've seen Goonies. They I- have this guy preaching about love. At first, I thought it was kind of funny that they weren't... Uh, they never mentioned God. They just said love and hate or whatever. Or fear and fear, fear and love. love. And I said, oh, that's weird. They're not even Christians. But then they mentioned the big, uh, or the low, the little case G. And uh, and it was all over. That's how you know it's in the 80s. All right. Yeah. Yeah, also because it's Patrick Swayze. Yeah, it's Patrick Swayze. Big Swayze. Shout out to him. R.I.P. Swayze. I'm going to dedicate this episode to Swayze, even though I had to watch Donnie Darko. They do this cool, like, fast-forward effect sometimes. The editing in this movie is really good, too, I have to say. It's a very satisfying movie. Very satisfying movie? Yeah. Now you're stretching it, man. Come on. And the plight... You were very satisfied after watching this film that's too long? Um, well, it's what? Two hours? Not bad. Two hours, 15 minutes. Not bad. Maybe there's some filler here. Yeah, know. there is. I'll, I'll have to. Uh, you know what? I'll watch the uh, OG cut and I'll compare. That's how much I yeah. like this movie. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. No problem. That's all I got. I'll get back to you on that one. That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. Mars attack. <laughs> That's gonna be next week. Mars comma attack. Mars attack. And then a couple more movies after that, and then maybe we'll wrap the show up. If you enjoyed anything you heard today, make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and umfm.com. And don't forget to follow our Instagram page at COP Podcast.